Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. This is a weekly webinar, and we work together to introduce this planetary service of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. And we also work to create a platform whereby people who are already members of triangles can come together each week and to participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of the line of lines of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the larger planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network and into the consciousness of humanity, touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules Today, after our visualization, we'll have a brief talk by Steve Nation, who heads up the center in New York. And most of you are very familiar with Steve, and we really look forward to hearing his thoughts. And then he'll lead us in the meditation today. And then after the meditation, he and I will have a brief dialogue, you might say, on invocation and related themes. And then we'll open it up to the wider group. But before we do so, as we always do each week, let's begin with a visualization, which will close with the sounding of a mantra, invocation of light. So let's relax and take a few breaths. And now within the mind's eye, let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. Now visualize within that sphere a triangle. This is the triangle of the three planetary centers. Shambhala, the planetary head center. The spiritual hierarchy. The planetary heart. And humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle from point to point, merging and blending the three points, filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon the triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and present, radiating the energy of love wisdom.
at each point of the star. The sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star out through the five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. project the rainbow bridge to the spiritual hierarchy and sound together the mantra. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Thank you. And now welcome Steve. Hi Kathy. Thank you for being here with us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for that um, beautiful visualization. The, that visualization, it ends with the image of spiritual energies pouring into humanity through all the great continents and peoples. These energies pouring into all the cultures and nations, enlivening and enriching centers of group service. It's an amazing thing, this idea that human consciousness is changing. And one of the characteristics of this change is that we are, as a species, um, becoming more group conscious, particularly the sort of higher levels, the millions of people um, at, the, at the more mature levels of consciousness. And lighted energies pour, are pouring into these group centers, helping them to focus and refine their understanding of the way forward for humanity, for all humanity, allowing these group fields to become beacons of light for others. And in the process, helping human beings to freely choose new ways forward in every field of human relationships economics, education, religion, culture, the arts, anything you care to imagine. 
quite clearly we're living now in remarkable times. It's, a, it's an extraordinary time to be living. Um, in a way, I guess we're also grateful to be living in such times. Not easy, but they're big, good times. Crises abound as humanity begins to address the problems that have arisen as a result of the repression of the real and our over-focus on the material and the superficial. This has led to a serious neglect of all of the key values, kindness, goodness, truth, beauty, justice, sharing, community. Yet as was beautifully portrayed during the three Zoom conferences hosted by World Goodwill last month, the spiritual dynamics of the crises facing humanity are leading to a renaissance of lighted thought and action in every area of life. The conferences in last month explored some of the practical ways that this is working out in the field of international cooperation. One of the clearest signs of the spiritual nature of the crisis of our times is that a great stirring is taking place in the consciousness of all people. We all will be surely aware of this, that people are thinking more deeply than usual. This is no time to be asleep. For humanity itself as a species is becoming invocative. Crying out to the previously suppressed powers of light and goodness that are buried deeply within every human heart. Spirituality and religion are undergoing something of a renaissance. And this is a situation that's really relevant to those of us who work in triangles. After all, the essential element, almost the definition of triangles, is the formation of an organized network of invocation. Groups of three agree to link every day to use the great invocation and to invoke higher energies of light and love, visualizing those energies flowing through the global net to impact human thought and action, feeding, strengthening, empower, and empowering the forces of goodwill in the world. Triangles is really a network of invocation, and it's really significant, I think, to hold that in the light of our thought. In, in, in triangles, what we're doing is we're calling on the higher energies of the rishis, the saints, the ancestors and masters of every human tradition. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let love stream forth into human hearts. Let purpose guide all little human wills. And let the plan of light love and light work out through the actions and lives and societies of the human race. There's a power in groups of three using the will to regularly link in thought to form a triangle with the purpose of invoking light and goodwill. It's a fairly short sentence, but if we think about the human thing of what this represents, it's significant. To form a triangle is not something that can be done lightly. It requires a depth of will, persistence and faith in the triangle's work. It's humbling to think of triangles that have been maintained where the three individuals have kept that link over years and decades. And to think of the solidity on the inner planes of the links built, all for the purpose of invocation. So imagine this network of groups of three, each group developing and honing their own skills in invocation over time. Each of the three points has their own spiritual path. Each one of the three in a triangle has their own meditation or prayer practice, their own approach to the ancient wisdom. But over time, 
in the higher subtle worlds, the three truly become a group, a unit of lighted intention and purpose. And each of the three points has their own living sense of the depth and the meaning of the crisis in human affairs. So this network of lighted triangles through the individual points are immediately and intimately related to humanity. Triangles workers include many who understand something of meditation and who have developed a capacity to focus and concentrate the mind through some technical skill, some form of, of, of meditation practice. When using the Great Invocation, it's been suggested that such workers begin with a meditative concentration and alignment, consciously bridging within themselves between levels of mind, the concrete mind, the loving mind of the soul, the higher abstract mind, associated as it is with the intuitive sense of the heart, those refined buddhic qualities of the higher astral plane. And over time, through many different traditions, um, meditators can learn to establish an attitude of concentration, of spiritual direction, and of receptivity to impression. We might think of this as building a silent, concentrated focus, culminating in a state of spiritual tension, active silence. But then, having established this alignment, the meditator working in triangles or working with the invocation is advised to pray. And through prayer, to establish a clear relationship with the mass of humanity this kingdom, the species humanity, the millions of people who form the nations of the world, all with their individual rights, their divine essence, their prayers and often unspoken spiritual needs. With this alignment, the three meditators in a triangle working together as a group can then lift that deep cry of humanity into the focus of the great invocation. It's one way of working with the triangle. So let's now um, work together with the meditation that so many of you are used to using every time we link together on these Mondays. Holding a point of silent focus, we enter into the phase of group fusion. And in our minds, link as a soul, as a point of love and light, with all people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. We might think of all those on this webinar right now at this moment. And then we might expand that to include the thousands who participate in the Triangle's work and who are the Triangle's meditation group. In the center of the will of God I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out 
that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Visualization. Imaginatively link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. See the lighted radiance of each of those two points and yourself as a lighted point. Visualize the triangle as an essential part of the radiant network of triangles throughout the world. Alive, pulsing. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher known by many names in different traditions, that one who stands as the heart of love at the center of the hierarchy of rishis and saints, and at the same time, who stands at the heart of each triangle, one and the same being. precipitation. Visualize the energies of love, light and goodwill flowing, circulating through, in and around the triangles network. Imagine these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing the conditions that will lead to right human relationships. Now each of us in the silence and the intimacy of our inner consciousness 
just sound together this mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form, and life, and all events, and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Imagine the whole planet, a light pulsing with triangles. And see new triangles being formed by spiritual seekers, aspirants and meditators all across the world. Now sound together the great invocation, silently or aloud. As you repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and a channel through which light and love and divine purpose flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Kathy. And now, Daniel, if you could put on the videos, please. There you are. Well, you look at that. You've got the whole world behind you. Okay. Okay. I'm having trouble starting my video. There we go. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Well, Steve, you brought up many interesting points in your presentation and a couple of them we'd like to try and focalize a little bit of a dialogue surrounding light because as you said the network is one that invokes the light and so we thought perhaps it would be helpful to focus on one of Patanjali's sutras from the translation by the Tibetan in the light of the soul which says perfectly concentrated meditation upon the awakened light will produce the consciousness of that which is subtle, hidden, or remote. Okay, so the idea is that light, the, this light of the soul pouring into the consciousness of the seeker creates an internal radiance and illuminates the way ahead on the path. And perhaps this is why light is invoked for humanity as a whole. Yeah, I, so what do you think? I mean, I to me, this is sort of really fundamental that um, particularly if you look at the theme of crisis, that right now what we most need is we need um, the thinkers in the world to begin to relate their perception of wholeness and of the interrelationship of life, of light, in this relationship of life, all of life, which is now a very quite well-established idea to relate that to the way in which we human beings lead our life. And that requires, that requires spiritual light. It requires a light, the light that shines within, that reveals the important, you know, that highlights the higher principles from the lower principles, that which is more significant from that which is less significant. So light, and, and also in terms of the intuition, light is the thing that is now most needed yeah. in the world. And it's, it's interesting, think about, because you, you're the one that knows so much more about this, but the, I love the idea that on December 21st, every human being who looks up to the heavens and even now it's happening because you can see it happening now we'll see a conjunction of um jupiter and saturn a conjunction of two stars um that has the last time that happened at such a like such a depth of alignment um was at the time when christ was born and and in and in the in the, in also sub, subsequent to that in the Middle Ages and the medieval times, so it's something of huge significance. And I don't know about other cultures, but certainly, you and I live we live in the states, and just on my local um, public radio station, I often hear um, people talking about this thing that's happening in the heavens, the stars, which means that consciousness is thinking about it and when we think of the significance of that i think it's a wonderful thing because we so lack symbols this is something that can really make people can really help us see that there's a sign that something's going on yeah it's simple it's you know whether or not the actual conjunction is that which is of importance it's nonetheless a symbol of something coming which we know to be 
um, these great events that are due to unfold on our planet. And so because it occurs at zero degrees Aquarius on the winter solstice, which in my understanding is the most sacred day of the year, because the Tibetan does highlight that there is a, a day more sacred than Waisak, which I found surprising and he linked it to a calendar day. So I do think that that would be the winter solstice. And so the fact that this beautiful conjunction in zero degrees of Aquarius is occurring on this most sacred day cannot help but be a beautiful symbol in the heavens of an auspicious symbol of things to come, paving the way perhaps for um, you know, the unfolding events that will occur as a result of the 2025 conclave within the hierarchy. So I do think it's, it's important. But in terms of this um, sutra from Pantanjali, when he says that it, this light, this impouring light will reveal that which is subtle, hidden or remote, it also makes me think of the idea that all things will be shouted from the rooftops, you know, which Christ said. And we're seeing that, that the light reveals not only the goodness in humanity, but also the unresolved, unredeemed aspects of the human kingdom. And so instead of bemoaning this fact and thinking that humanity is retrogressing, we should look at it really as a sign of forward movement because in order to redeem substance, it has to be recognized. And so we're seeing it, you know, we're seeing it everywhere. And that's a, exactly. it's, it's painful, can be painful, but it's also a sign of awakening. You know? It's a beautiful, because it's the nature of crisis that, that yeah. light, light reveals. And um, that's, how, that's how we grow. And it's also, it, it's like, it's not as if it's revealing evil. It's just, it's revealing that which is still to be redeemed, which is relative to each one of us. It's at, at different levels. So each one of us have that which um, <laughs> is in strong need of redemption. Yeah. And the light, one thing, actually, it's interesting because if it's a spiritual light, it reveals that in a way that is empowering rather than disempowering. Yeah. And that, I think, is the, because the critical mind will see these these elements in need of redemption and transformation, and it will be it will be totally lead the person to feel either inadequate or just down a complete side path and depression. And I think as a source of much of the depression of our time, spiritual light enables the person to I think to see that and to see that. There's a light within that person that is able to transform that shadow. Yeah. Um, you know that 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 I'm not. I'm not, I mean, that's the great. I, that's what I love about the conjunction. It's a sense that there's a sign. That's a symbol. Through all human traditions, has been a, this conjunction's been a symbol of the higher kingdoms, the sort of all the spiritual traditions meeting the human. Yeah. And so that tells us that also that that higher being is within me. Every one of us yeah. is a being of light. Um, and once we transform our sense of self to become something so much richer and so much more full of sort of um, awesome potency that is can only be seen if it's known that it's not just me it's you it's every single human being has this so it's not something that makes us special um it's trans the transformation of the of our understanding of self and that of course is very related to that part of the invocation talking about um may the coming one return to earth um because it's this recognition that these higher realms exist within us. And so it's the prophecy, it's bringing, restoring prophecy that for the individual, there's a prophesied future, no matter how long ahead, mm -hmm. 
where this higher part of ourself will completely transform and be present in the personal self and radiate through the personal self. Mm. Likewise, this knowledge that almost every culture has that individuals have incarnated and been seen by all of their community yeah. as an embodiment of that higher self, of, the, of that Christ nature or um, whatever yeah. we like to call it, the Buddha nature. So I think that, and, and if we take a wise view, which doesn't say it's going to happen, I mean, for me, I, the 2025 conclave and all that, I, that's, part of, that's part of my spiritual tradition. But I'm still very open-ended about that because timing is not something we know. The thing to me that is a better way of assessing timing is to look at what's happening in the world. And clearly, the state of collective crisis in the world suggests that something is moving. And so, to me, that provides an incredible environment within which we can generate in ourselves a sense of expectancy that mm. has a, out some wisdom about it. So it doesn't say that even in my lifetime, um, this is going to happen, but it says that in short-term history, so in, in a generation or two, or a generation, say, and, and prophecies tell us that that's real. And this sign in the heavens tell us, give us a reason to think that. Yeah. I think, you know, I, th I think that these signs in the heavens can be viewed as portals. And so whether or not we exactly know what this alignment means, we can always take the opportunity when so many people are celebrating the light at that darkest point in the annual cycle. We as triangles workers can unite with our group and pass through a collective portal that is establishing itself in the heavens, perhaps at the exact time of the alignment, if we can, and just believe that there is the possibility that together we can reach. Uh, the, the Bailey teachings actually state that it's an alignment. The star of Bethlehem, which was the original um, star, is aligned with the great star Sirius. And so perhaps it's a, a potent opportunity to bring through um, second ray, love, wisdom, which is the predominant energy working out on our planet and within our system, and is the ray of the Christ, uh, the world teacher himself. And so it's a time for us to, to bring in the love um, that can work through the light that the network has already established. So I, I do think that it can be revealing, this light can be revealing of something very sacred, um, although we might not see it, quote unquote, with our eyes, but with our hearts and minds aligned with it, perhaps we can nonetheless be receptive to it and visualize this energy working out as peace on earth, which is what is generally the focus during that time of the year. So it's a great opportunity. Um, so I, I had a, an interesting quote that I thought really spoke to our theme. Um, and it's this idea of, related to this idea of invocation and evocation, which we know is really part and parcel of the work we do together in triangles. But the Tibetan took off the prefix and he just said the word vocation. <laughs> he said, the disciple is occupied with vocation and not so much with evocation. And I thought that was quite an interesting concept because I would have thought he might say that the disciple is occupied with invocation, not so much with evocation because evocation is the after, is the result of invocation. But he said, instead says the disciple is occupied with vocation. And so when I looked it up the definition of the word, it helped very much to understand um, because vocation is defined as a person's employment, their main occupation, especially regarded as particularly worthy 
and requiring great dedication. So if you think of the main vocation of the disciple of the triangles group, it is really to um, sense the need of humanity as, as you mentioned in your talk and to work at our main vocation, which is to channel that need to spiritual hierarchy, to direct that need. Um, so I always remember Mary Bailey in the old days saying that the disciple knows because he works and not the other way around. And so our effort to work at our primary vocation, I think will then result in the evocation of the influx of light and love from the spiritual hierarchy into our planet. But I wondered if you had any thoughts on That's that. beautiful. Thank you for that. That's beautiful because I love the word vocation. Because yeah. to me, vocation is, I prefer that almost to the word discipleship because discipleship means something for students and like in a particular Bailey teaching. Um, but yeah. vocation is universal and it means the same thing. Because if you yeah. have a sense of vocation, so you listen to the so many conversations of young people or older people, um, and it's almost desperate, those who don't feel a sense of vocation, because now there is a real thing where more and more people are feeling their life has meaning and purpose. In other words, yeah. vocation. Yeah. And so in a way, it's very interesting because you could see that that's, that is an that is the expression, that's the result of the invocation. That is evocation. That is the result of the invocation of forces of light. The evocative effect is that it's creating throughout the human a sense of vocation that has been the thing that has been most missing in, and that's why we have this sort of materialistic, sad, depressed, um, shallow sort of mass culture, only the sense of vocation from individuals. And so, and to think about triangles, I think the, the real, to me, what that means for me is to really think when I sit down to do my triangles, to think of this as a vocation, as like a, yeah. a, of, of, of the, the, this one triangle and then this next one, that um, this is something about the pulse of evolution that is significant. I will never do it well just to reaffirm the sense that it's one of the most precious things of who I am is to participate in this group thing. And to think that, that I love, there's something I love about Triangles Network, which is that it's not only the network of people doing triangles, because that network in the subtle, in the etheric plane, the network of lighted triangles, reaches out and includes and embraces every point of light, every lighted initiative that the ashrams see that we can't see because we've got brains and we live in time and space. Um, and so in a way, when we do our triangles, it's that network of the triangles network, but then that touches out to every, um, every group that is fired by a sense of vocation. Yeah. I really love it. That's a beautiful, thank you, Kathy. That's really beautiful. Yeah, I liked it. So maybe we should open up for a yeah. few minutes um, now to people in the audience. And if you want to share audibly, we can unmute your microphone if you click on your name in the participants box, or you can write a comment in the chat box. And there are quite a few comments on the Jupiter Saturn alignment. Um, Yes, it is on the 21st, which is a Monday. And yes, Jenny, we will be together. Uh, so that's nice. Um, well, no, just to add one of the um, things that one of the, someone in the Triangles Network, in fact, a group of people in the Triangles Network are, are leading is a massive focus, the second annual Global Silent Minute, which this time again, of course, will be on December 21st. And the, even more than last year, the, the sort of the networks, particularly in the indigenous community, but not only the indigenous community around the world, 
that will be participating in that sacred minute yeah. is it's so inspiring to see it to see it that's at globalsilentminute.org. I love this Isabel um, vocation from vocare and to call. Mm. So that, of course, relates immediately to invocation. Yes. The voice of the soul calling us to do our job. That's thank you for that. That's beautiful. To and, have and a vocation is to hear the call of the soul indicating the work to accomplish. Yes. Sorry. And the call, the larger call of the hierarchy, which is Absolutely. this planetary soul, Absolutely. which is what we're calling on in our work together. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Would you like to read any of the other quotes? Santana's star in the Druid tradition, the time of the winter solstice is the time of greatest material darkness and greatest spiritual light. It's a time to clear any debts and burn in the fire at midnight. Any limitations or things in yourself you want to get rid of, and especially any grievances you might have with others. Thank you for that. That's interesting. That's an interesting visualization to think of humanity. Um, I mean, the thought that comes to my mind is because often in visualization, I think of ceremonies occurring within the General Assembly of the UN, um, and to think of nations, the, um, I don't know, some symbolic dreamlike representation of nations taking one glamour that after centuries of labor through that national evolution, the nation is ready to burn and destroy. That's a, that's a really lovely image. Yeah, I love you. Um, when Stuart said, um, and, and it's right, we should go outside and look up as often as possible these coming days, and especially yeah. on the 21st at night. Certainly, you can see this yeah. happening here. And um, I think just, you know, there's a psychologist, a Jungian, James Hillman. He was a deeper, more esoteric approach to Jungian psychology. And he wrote an incredible piece about the psychology of the ceiling. It was a piece about architecture and about how in much of so much of modern architecture, particularly at the time he was writing, I guess the 70s or 80s, um, there was very little that was encouraging the mind, the one who went into the building, to look up uh, and not be detached from the feet, from the ground, but instead of just looking down at your feet, to look up. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing that the stars, just that simple thing of reawakening in young people, a sense of the magnificence of the starry night. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that's... And, and then start looking at, um, for those who, who remembered Mary... Um, Mary Stuart Adams gave what to me was a beautiful talk about, she's a storyteller, star storyteller. Um, she has a, in her local area, she has an NPR program. And just to reawaken a sense of the wonder of life and of therefore of us, of me and all my family and you know, my neighbors. Yeah. Yes. I even asked about this, um, for, for about this idea of invocation in forming new triangles. And it is something that I think is, because there's very little sort of, I don't know what you call it, doctrine, or there's very little 
structure that needs that is necessary to do triangles. Really, there's just the the sense of three people who have a will to invoke and um, to use the great invocation. And if not the great invocation, um, to me that's okay. Another, but an invocation because if the, if it's not a coming together to invoke, it's not triangles. <laughs> and and. So it gives an opportunity to engage in conversations with um, those people who we have a deeper relationship with um, and some sort of a spiritual relationship with, not necessarily from any one tradition, to talk about invocation and, and something that this is something we could do together. I think it's, it's very special the way the stars are aligned in their order, the signs, um, because now we're in the sign of vision, Sagittarius, and it's really propelling us quickly towards the mountaintop in, in the distant future. And so I think as we appropriate the energy of this time, um, it gives us speed and joy and strength to really um, work as fully as we can during that sacred period that we're approaching. So I really think this rider on the white horse, uh, the archer is a wonderful symbol for our preparedness for what's to come for this opportunity. Because you, yeah. you can't go any higher than the mountaintop in Capricorn. So this is really the, the peak moment of preparation. And then after that, we give through Aquarius and Pisces, we come down from the mountain. So now we're summoning all the strength, that invocative appeal that we have to lift the need of humanity to the heights and know that the waiting forces of light are there uh, to pour down that, that light and love into human consciousness. So it's our pivotal po point in the annual cycle, I think, in one way. Yes. So. Beautiful. And also the beauty of that is that the mountaintop, we're still on the earth. Yeah. So we're still human. Yeah. Um, it's not as if we've gone up into the yes. heavens. We're human still. And yeah. um, it's, it's, it, that's the thing. It, our humanness is magnificent because the whole of the evolution of this great being that is the earth depends upon the human. Yeah. So Very it depends much. upon within time and space. Stopping our sense of being a failure and seeing that within this whole scheme, our life is significant. And I love that Sagittarius thing and that image you said, because one of the things that I think right now, and particularly perhaps for this conjunction, but is almost a visceral sense of a mythical being, which is you and I, human, taking one step. You know, that feeling that, um, feeling the energy of the will involved, um, the sort of subconscious will almost to, to take one step, you know, one small step for mankind, one whatever it is. Um, yeah. But uh, some physical sense that the human is in process of taking a step. Um, and the path the whole path for us as individuals and collectively is simply a series of steps. And every step is as significant as every other step. And right now, something you can feel something happening. Yes. Yes. Well, it's just about four. So why don't we just take a moment to link with each other and this Triangles Meditation Group and all Triangles workers throughout the world in a moment of silence.
Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Steve. And thank you. we'll see you again next time.